This is Very Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Here's your host. Hello and welcome to the Centre's first episode on the Very Public Affairs podcast for 2021. I'm your host, Tristan Alaferris, and I'm joined by the Centre's Executive Director, Wayne Burns, today as we discuss the predictions he outlined for this year. Wayne, it's really good to be back on the podcast. You recently published a blog that outlined the five trends and developments that you believe will loom large this year for the corporate public affairs function. These predictions are managing issues virtually is here to stay, mediocrity is not good enough, reimagining stakeholder engagement, crisis planning to the fore, and more employee issue and policy activism. Before I get you to explain for our listeners what these five predictions will mean, can you just quickly talk about why you make these predictions every single year? How do you see your forecast being used by the function and quickly reflecting on the predictions made in 2020, do you think they ended up becoming true despite COVID-19? It's a good question as to why we sit down and think about the, you know, the big things that may affect the practice of corporate public affairs uh, every year. We, we do so because we think it's important for practitioners in the function to have a bit of an idea of um, what is coming down the pipe, what may be new, or what may be an evolution of something that's already happening because um, best practice public affairs um, is proactive. It, look, a lot, of, a lot of the practice of public affairs is reactive. There's, there's no doubt about that. It needs to be. Stuff happens out there in the world every day that uh, you don't expect. And some things are really important and some things aren't. The good thing about good public affairs strategy is to have a strategy a proactive strategy, because unless you have a strategy, you become part of someone else's. And about 40% of managing um, the function can be proactive. And having an understanding of how the world is changing and how the practice of corporate public affairs is changing can be a terrific input to strategy. So understanding the socio-political environment, but also understanding the forces in that socio-political environment that are affecting the corporation. And by that we mean um, industry associations and uh, government agencies and Department of States and large NGOs, as well as commercial organisations. The corporation, in in the sense that it is an incorporated body of of some type and and is large and has stakeholders uh, in which it interacts and which its operations have an impact on. Uh, understanding what's happening in the practice of corporate public affairs can better help uh, heads of function uh, develop strategy uh, for the organisation, but also importantly strategy for the corporate public affairs function to ensure it's as fit and as adroit, as buff as it can be to operate in, in a very effective and high performance uh, manner. So that's why we make our predictions. The predictions for the last eight years are on our website as well. It's it's easy to think about. We were thinking, should we put our crystal ball into the repair shop at the end of 2020 because it was a um, you know pretty torrid year? But even looking at the predictions that we had for 2020 at the beginning of last year, much as that has uh, come to pass, um, lots of other things happened as well. Um, uh, but you know, we we forge our predictions by talking to heads of function across the world and talking to boards and 
and CEOs. So they're they're indicative, but not not to blow our own trumpet or to polish our own um, crystal ball. We found that most of the trends and the the predictions over the last eight years have been um, pretty sound. But that's because of the the great input we get from heads of function and member companies here in Asia Pacific and across the globe. And can you just take us through your predictions, Wayne? We know your first one is managing issues virtually is here to stay, which is obviously a big thing for many corporations during COVID. Can you just explain what exactly this will mean for the function? As you mentioned, that the first one was managing issues virtually is here to stay. Many organisations, especially those who span borders and timelines, multinational corporations and organisations have managed issues virtually for uh, many years and uh, companies that have done this especially well include Dow Chemical, Johnson & Johnson, 3M, Mattel and uh, a lot of the big pharmaceutical companies uh, as well. But for a lot of enterprises, uh, big companies across Asia Pacific in 2020, managing big issues, managing even a crisis Uh, virtually, remotely, um, across different sites, not necessarily in head office or not necessarily in a company office, was a new thing. And it worked okay for most organisations. For some organisations, it worked very well. The reality of the pandemic indicated that it uh, could be done, um, that it could be done effectively. And there's no doubt, as far as we're concerned, um, after talking for many to many heads of functions and practitioners globally, including across Asia Pacific, that at least uh, a part of issues management, um, a component of issues management uh, around management of significant issues is here to say in terms of being managed remotely and that uh, teams operating virtually can effectively manage issues. A lot of practitioners would still still rather manage issues face-to-face with the issues owner and a lot of the other management functions involved in managing issues being in one place. But if that's not possible, it can be done. And we're predicting, and it's, it's, it's not a brave prediction at all, that uh, issues management um, in virtual and remote teams actually is here to stay uh, for a long time yet. You also asked about the second prediction, which is uh, mediocrity isn't good enough. So what does that mean? It means that in 2021, average or below par performance of corporate public affairs practitioners or disciplines within the corporate public affairs function or areas of teams might not have been too crash hot uh, in 2019, uh, but were given the benefit of the doubt during 2020 when a lot of heads of function were really sensitive about managing uh, performance. Uh, it was difficult to manage poor or, or mediocre performance um, because you really didn't know what stress and uh, what pressures people were under when you were managing them virtually from their living rooms or kitchen tables or wherever they were working. We're predicting and forecasting for 2021 is that it's not going to be a good year for poor performing or fair to middling practitioners or teams because in 2020 many organizations saw their corporate public affairs teams perform to a very high level under very difficult circumstances managing uh, crises within crises within crises with the pandemic being the major uh, crisis and in many instances you, you saw more adroit 
uh, more strategic and more influential teams. Uh, heads of function and organisations who saw this um, want that to continue. And this is going to be the year that a lot of teams from our conversations with heads of functions across the world and, and CEOs and even boards is they want you know par excellence in their public affairs team. So if there are pockets of mediocrity, if there are citadels of uh, ordinary performance, they will be stormed. And it's not going to be a great year, uh, we predict, for average or, or below performance. Uh, the new standard has been set, and that's the standard that well and good performing functions are going to expect into the future. Into the future. So mediocrity is not good enough, and it will be assailed uh, with a, a robust determination by many. You asked about the third uh, prediction that we had for 2021, and that's reimagining stakeholder engagement. Stakeholder engagement, um, face-to-face, uh, very difficult uh, during uh, the pandemic in most parts of the world. And that includes stakeholders at the government regulatory level, that includes stakeholders uh, also supply chain stakeholders, uh, social license to operate stakeholders, and even employees. So a lot of heads of function of thinking, how can we, despite a platform that mightn't be working well, whether that platform is face-to-face mode of engagement, whether it's by video platform in- engagement, whether it's by a community consultative um, committee, um, how can we engage stakeholders um, despite what what might be poor um, or unavailable platforms? So the shift in thinking uh, with many heads of corporate public affairs is let's make engagement as much as in the interest of the entities or the individuals being engaged as well as the organisation doing the engaging. And uh, this may sound... Um, semantics, but it's very important nuance. A decision has been made by many organisations to seek to involve stakeholders, not just engage them. Um, Involvement means agreeing with your stakeholder to make progress towards a shared interest or a goal. And it also means that involvement puts some semblance of responsibility and accountability onto the stakeholder um, being involved as well. So it's a two-way street and the stakeholder has uh, as much or a similar interest as uh, the corporation or the organization um, to be highly engaged uh, as well. So it's almost like a step up from engagement to involvement. So if a pandemic means you can't meet face-to-face or um, it's not as effective Uh, to engage via a video platform or by telephone or by email or carrier pigeon, whatever the platform is, is that the other party, um, the entity being engaged, if they are involved, um, they've got uh, as as much skin in the game to do some of the heavy lifting to make sure uh, involvement, uh, engagement, is is real and effective because they've agreed to a, to a goal or or to make project pro progress against a, an objective. So again, it's nuanced. For many years, corporate community partnerships have been used to engage stakeholders by large organisations, by 
by corporations. Uh, but now you've got organizations, corporations looking at um, different uh, ways, establishing different agreed goals and objectives to involve stakeholders so that they remain close to the corporation and the corporation remains closer to them as well. You're listening to Very Public Affairs, the regular podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. The Centre is a membership by company organisation comprising 150 member corporations across Asia Pacific. We work with our members to disseminate international best practice on managing corporate public affairs. And we offer and deliver professional development to public affairs practitioners globally, including via our online learning platform. The Centre also conducts research into managing the function. Follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn, or visit us at www.accpa.com.au. We're here with Wayne Burns, who is taking us through his predictions for the big things in corporate public affairs in 2021. Wayne, can you just tell us more about your final two predictions for this year? The fourth area that you asked about, uh, Tristan, um, and that you mentioned is a prediction around crisis planning, including uh, for the pandemic. And there'd be very few corporations or industry associations across Asia Pacific that would be without a pandemic plan uh, at this stage, at the beginning of 2021. Pandemics were definitely on the crisis plans and the risk radars of pharmaceutical companies and uh, um, national health entities uh, and bodies, but not a lot of other uh, corporations. And the pandemic did catch many corporations uh, by surprise. It's not exactly a black swan event, but it was just deemed unlikely. It wasn't on the radar. Our prediction for 2021 is that it's just going to be hygiene. Um, and hate to use that term uh, as a metaphor, but it's going to be hygiene uh, to have a pandemic uh, plan and, and a plan to deal with the, the next pandemic because there will be one. Um, we're just not sure of the timing. But there is a lot more planning and there will be a lot more planning in 2021 often led by the corporate public affairs team and the office of the CEO or the office um, of the chief risk officer to uh, map uh, even black swan events, black, black swan crises or other crises that have in the past been deemed unlikely uh, to occur and to develop crisis uh, plant management plans uh, for those. So. We'll see lots of corporate public affairs teams either leading that work or being very much involved in that work in 2021. So as we adapt to the pandemic with or without effective uh, vaccines, and we're not really sure whether the vaccines that are being developed um, are going to be effective in terms of inoculating people um, against catching um, uh, COVID-19, it might well protect them from developing very serious um, symptoms. Uh, So it's still the year of living dangerously for lots of organisations, communities and for corporate public affairs teams. So as well as continuing to manage the pandemic and the crisis within it, we're predicting there's going to be a lot more planning around uh, other crises that may be likely. So it's going to be the year of crisis planning for the corporate public affairs function also. You asked me about also the last prediction we have for 2021, and that is more employee issue and policy activism. In the last couple of years, especially in Europe and the US, we've seen employees of primarily large corporations, especially 
um, tech companies, uh, pharmaceutical companies, uh, retailers, also companies such as Starbucks. Um, you've had employees of those companies demanding, in, in many instances, or pressuring um, the company boards and senior management to take a stand on issues which those employees think are important to the values of the companies they work for and to the values of the customers and of the employees of the companies that they work for as well. And we've seen this at organisations like um, Citi, the big uh, financial services group, um, uh, Citibank, companies like Twitter, Facebook, Microsoft um, in the US, but also across the Asia Pacific as well. And during COVID-19 in 2020, you had a lot more boards and senior management teams asking employees to be the guardians and the stewards of corporate values, to call out instances where they see that the values of the organisation have been violated or the dignity of uh, partners, supply chain partners, business partners or customers have been violated as well. So you've got a lot more employees more aware and more aligned with the purpose-driven uh, values of, of companies and we're predicting in 2021 that we're going to see far more organizations where their employees are going to be uh, asking senior management teams to take public positions and to advocate on public policy and also uh, social issues that they think are going to be important to the organization and probably the areas that we're going to see that mostly is around uh, human and civil rights, around uh, slavery uh, in the supply chain, around uh, community health and welfare, about the employment of women, and also um, around uh, mitigation of climate change and issues such as domestic violence and LGBTQI issues, because they've been on the agenda for many people for uh, a number of years now. Um, employees have been active in big companies around those issues. And on top of that, in, in places like uh, Australia, Canada and New Zealand, the civil and human rights of Indigenous peoples is also very high on the agenda. So um, we forecast that uh, in 2020 that more companies will be encouraged and pressured to advocate on policy and other issues deemed important by their employees and their employees will be at the forefront of pushing for those issues to be addressed uh, by their employers. Thanks Wayne for outlining your five predictions in 2021. I'm sure our members and listeners will be referring to these trends and developments that you've identified as they try and navigate and prepare their teams for 2021. And with that, thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to our Very Public Affairs podcast as we'll have more interviews like this coming out in 2021. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.